This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline. It's Sunday morning. It's an NFL Sunday morning, and it's time to get money. It's time to get those fantasy teams to a win because some of you are starting your NFL fantasy playoffs this week. Some of you are one week away trying to get into the fantasy playoffs, and hopefully we can put you on the right side in studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at JoshJordan975, which is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? It's it's cold outside. That means fantasy playoffs, man. The time is here. The time is here. It's no time to be cold, right? Your team can't get cold today because you'll either be knocked out or your hard work will go down the drain or you're trying to get into that last spot. You're trying to, to crawl your way in or you might be fending off some people and you might just need to win because some people might catch you. Whatever the predicament yep. is, the phone line's open for you. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975, which is where you can find us on Twitter. Make sure you hit us up with all your questions throughout the show because this is go time. It is, man. It is that time to get your lineups locked in. A lot of injuries to pay attention to. We'll try and get those updates to you as well, especially around the actives and inactives around 11 o'clock. So a lot of big ones like Julio Jones. That That's pretty big, right? If you're trying to get in the fantasy playoffs, you want to know if Julio is going to play for you. So we'll, we'll get you the latest info as that comes out. Also, if anything, as far as gambling, because I know that it uh, – a lot of you maybe had some bad beats yesterday. Some of you might have been on the right side of that BYU Coastal game. Whatever the case is, I've had a lot of questions this morning in my inbox. Just what do I do today? I've, I heard a lot of people lost money yesterday, and a lot of people are just saying, man, I can't get up today and lose anything else. I don't want to pay the books anymore. So hopefully we can put you on the right side. 713-780-3776, the man behind the glass. What's going on, Dell? A little bit of uh, – we were just talking a little bit Miami Dolphins news. What do you think about uh, – I know they just announced Tua is going to start. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I guess it all depends on where you fall. I don't find any negatives with it. You're 7-4, and four, sure. The playoffs are in sight. I don't think the difference between the two is all that demonstrative where you're like, man, Tua's costing us games. This is, this is the move. Anything here now is gravy. I mean, when you start, you get in the playoff picture, you're like, okay, let, you really want to get in. But we know the deal. Ryan Fitzpatrick's never made the playoffs. He's as just as much as likely to throw three games away down the stretch than he is to lead them to a 10-win a, a season. This is a move you make. And because you know what? I think you remember Pat Mahomes barely played behind Alex Smith, but he played once once the Chiefs kind of uh, settled things and got, and got into the playoffs. Why not give this man more snaps when you when you have a good team and just see what he is? And if he doesn't come through, then you now you know something about him. And if he does, you know even you know even more. There's no other move to make. No, I, I agree with that. You got you got to see what you have with him as far as from a, a fantasy perspective. 
you're probably hoping Ryan Fitzpatrick was going to play, especially if you have Devontae Parker, guys like that. I figure maybe Miles Gaskin gets more work today with Tua in the lineup, but they might run the ball more than if Fitzpatrick was there. Devontae Parker, I worry a little bit about him. We, we pushed him last week, and he came through big. What, you he, had pushed like, he had like 10 catches or something yeah, that was, crazy. You put your name on it. You hit it right. So then I just asked that question because there's a few things that might change as far as the complexity of teams, that being one when your quarterback changes. But how about a non-quarterback change? Let's start there. I know it's been probably beat over the head by now. We haven't spoke since the news broke out. But the Texans take the field this week without one Will Fuller and one out Roby. Bradley Roby. I mean, we had some articles on SportsMap. Check out SportsMap, by the way. We have all kinds of Texans content for you about what's the bigger loss, right? Will Fuller or Bradley Roby. And a lot of people came to the conclusion it was more Roby because at least you still have Brandon Cooks. Without Roby, you remember what the Packers did to the Texans with Devontae Adams having the best game of his career? I mean, he just ripped them apart. I'm worried we might see some of that today. And what concerns me going forward is, is everybody's excited, like, hey, this means maybe we can get Will Fuller at a discount. Is that a good thing? Because this is the first time he stayed healthy and he got popped for PEDs. Maybe the PEDs are the reason that he was healthy. And here's what nobody else is talking about, Jerry. Remember, and basically, Roby and Will Fuller, from what we're hearing, got busted for the same PED, and they got busted on the same day. Think about Roby. He missed six games last year for what? Soft tissue, hamstrings. Wow, Roby's been pretty healthy this year, right? Will Fuller, missing a lot of time with soft tissue injuries, hamstrings last year. This year, he's pretty good. And then they both get busted for the same PED. Why are you thinking that they're going to be healthy next year if they can't take this anymore? You know, that's something where people aren't talking about that. Roby's been healthy and good because he hasn't been missing time with hamstring issues. You know, like, hmm, something's going on here. Let's be real here. What were your first reaction, both of you, that whenever you first heard the news of Fuller? Because I know mine was, well, that explains a lot right away. <laughs> and then I seen the the reaction from Twitter world and, and people around me, and it was pretty much the same thing. The first thing they said was, well, it makes sense now. And then the way that his body bulked up, he looked more like, and so he went from Willie Fuller to William Fuller. Yeah. Like his body, he, he went to a grown man. It looked he he went to he started building like you said the Hopkins. He looked like Hopkins to where he was. I had trouble trying to decide which one was which when yeah. I was watching the game. He, he went from big. Willie Fuller to William Fuller, William Fuller on the back of PEDs. And again, whenever the the news broke, this first thing that I thought was just, I mean, it makes sense. I just don't know. If uh, what would have happened if they would have dealt him and then he would have got popped? I that mean, would have been the best thing ever. <laughs> then you get a draft pick and then the Packers are all upset because he gets hit with the suspension and then Aaron Rodgers gets screwed again and doesn't get another weapon. What do you think this does for his draft stock, though, y'all? Because it just I think that it was higher than it or not his draft. I'm sorry, his trade stock. Um, what does that do for that? Because at, I think at this point it was as high as it could be, but then now whenever teams go to negotiations they can always bring that up there's always that sp- okay here's a little asterisk they're saying well the texans are sitting here saying well, but also i say dealing them but we saw deshaun watson come out this week and say that hey that he's gonna be here and when if you got him lobbying for you who better to lobby for you than number four it's gonna be tough to get him out of here it is man it and he's it depends on the number right because you can't pay everybody you can't i mean there's already too many bad contracts with all the whitney merciless deals and all that stuff. So, and you're already, you know, paying Brandon Cooks, I think around 11 million a year, and that Randall Cobb contract is still killing you. Maybe I'm overthinking things, but I, I envisioned it whenever they got popped. 
And then I started thinking, man, how, how, did, how did this go down? And then I, when Brian Cushing came to my mind, right? And <laughs> yeah. I started thinking when they lined them up, and I'm like, all right, let's see who. And they lined them up, and I could see Cushing just big old meathead just in there laughing, like <laughs> looking over. I could see Easterby over there saying prayers like, please, not me. Don't. It wasn't me. And I could see just you're looking at, okay, what makes sense here? Hmm, the strength and conditioning guy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just, I just, I, it would a joke to me. You know what I mean? At this point, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, look, with Roby, they have the, I was listening to Dell talk with John and Lance about this during the week that, that they have an out if they want to, you know, get out of the Roby contract because of the suspension. But the problem is, you don't have any other corners <laughs> on the roster that are any good. That's what I was going to say. Do you want to be out? I don't think, at this point, you don't have anyone else. You got to take back the girlfriend that cheated. <laughs> you do, but. Is he going to go back to being the guy that misses six games a year again? That's a risk you, you know got to take. Yeah. Like Once a is. cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> That's a risk you got to take with that girlfriend. When you take her back, you just got to say, you know what? I know you messed up. and hey, There's a tight rope here. There's a tight leash here, okay? You, we're watching you. I'm watching you, girl. You know, you Easter put- B is going to be going through Roby's phone? Is that what you're telling me? That's basically what this comes down yeah. to. Because at this point, there's nobody else. No. And it's actually a decent deal it's around 10 million like it's a decent deal for a good corner i'm just worried is he going to be that same guy next year it's a concern and the rest of the corners it's been bad with hargraves and gary on conley it just came out that he's done having another surgery he's basically what you got for Clowney, which was a terrible return and now i don't know if you saw it looks like Clowney's out for the year too let's give credit where credit's due okay there's yeah. not much thing that things that bill o'brien got right yeah but not signing Clowney is a gift, you know, not, not yeah. because he'd be on a big thing now. He'd be on a big contract now. Imagine yeah. that that guy, what's worse, Clowney getting money or or Brock Osweiler getting oh, money? You know, because Clowney was trying to, on his way to try to get that. You're right. I, I would say Brock was worse because you had to, you know, tape a second-round pick to his forehead just to get him out of here. You know you, what I mean? They make drastic yes. moves to get, like, okay, we realized – Another thing that, okay, give him credit with credit. They pulled the plug on that quick. Yes. And I'm not sure that we can credit O'Brien with that, but they, they realized very quick, okay, okay, we messed up. Let's redo these things. We will take a hit on this. But with Clowney, you got to be sitting there. I, I looked at the stats, and it, he pulled a heist. He did. He, and last year, he didn't have very many sacks with Seattle. So he's really great against the run. He's a, he's a disruptive player. He's fun to watch when he was – at his prime, he was one of my favorite players to watch, but it just, the last couple of years, it hasn't worked out. One of the few things that O'Brien might have got right, you know, not to make that move, yep. that's one of the things that he still brags about. You know, at his house, when he has people <laughs> over Thanksgiving, he has mounted trophies. He, he has a head, a deer head, and he has a, a clowny braid, you know, a dreadlock. <laughs> He's like, I was the one that, that basically ended him. After this, nobody wanted him. Whenever the Titans got him, you see what happened. He got one. Hey, even a, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? At this point, though, I just uh, I don't know what to think about today's game. We're going to get into that this very next segment because it's got some fantasy goodness in there. It's got a few names that in DFS world people might be fading, and we're going to talk about who that person is because I know Josh, you got a few angles to spit from this game. I do. I kind of some dart throws, but I like the upside with some of these plays. So stick around if you're looking for. Maybe somebody to pick up and put in your flex this week or somebody to play in DFS where you can get a bargain. Now, if I'm going to get a bargain, I'm going to go over to my bookie, right? Yeah. I'm going to go use promo code RADIO if I don't even have an account. This is what's going to happen. You're going to deposit your first deposit, and they're going to double it. Now you're going to have a little bit of bullets to fire. I always tell people it's all about bankroll management. 
yeah, you want to deposit a hundred bucks and take over the world, but that's not the way this gambling world works. Now, if you got a hundred bucks and they give you two hundred, and now you can stick and move a little bit. You can play twenty, twenty-five, fifty. You know, build it up. That's what this is about. Or if you just want to go crazy and say, you know what, Jerry, I'm an animal. I don't care about that two hundred. I wanna, I wanna make this game feel like I'm playing it. That's what you do over at my bookie, and then you have the mind. Uh, I guess your mind can be at ease because not only do they give you the best options, but they also pay. And that's the most important thing here because if you're listening and you're a gambler, you're not doing this for fun. You're doing this to fill your pockets with money, and that's what you can do over at mybookie.ag. Your promo code radio, you take advantage of that deposit bonus, and you get to winning. It's in their slogan. You play, you win, and they pay. It's my bookie. ESPN 97.5. Hey, it's Josh. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Go ahead and text us at that same number, 713-780-ESPN. We'll try to get to all your questions, but go ahead and hit us up because I know it's you're probably over there sweating at home. You're getting that coffee going, and you're thinking, I need a win. Or on the other side, you're thinking, my, my gambling account is a little low. I need your guys' help. That's what we're here for on a Sunday morning, 713-780-3776. Let's start right here with Colts at Texans. Open roof? What? Huh? <laughs> Definitely O'Brien's gone if we're getting open roof again. Hey, man, it, why not? It's safer, right, with the COVID stuff, and it's going to be a beautiful day. This is this is the great thing about living in Houston is you get a really nice day where it's not too cold. I mean, this is a perfect day to sit outside and watch a game. Let's start with the opponent, Philip Rivers. We're hearing news that he's going to need surgery. Does that have anything to – is that the reason for his play? And he's been a little bit better as of late, but is there a reason to, to tie that to anything? Yeah, it, it's a really bad case of turf toe. But you know Phil Rivers, man, you know, Philly plays. That That's the one thing. Remember the story where he, after he tore his ACL, he finished that game years ago. So he's he's a trooper. He's going to play today, but it could affect him a little bit. So, you know, one of the guys I really like this week, and I'll give it away right here, is, is T.Y. Hilton. He's a Texans kid. Who is that? Yeah, I know, right? Like, he hasn't been good this year. He's been a real letdown, but not a surprise when – he was hurt at the beginning of the year. He had a new quarterback coming in, learning a new system. No offseason, really. So, of course, a lot of these guys that, that changed teams got off to a slow start. So now that he's starting to get healthy, not a lot of targets for him. I think he had like five last week, but he caught four of them. He caught a bomb um, and then got tackled all like the one-yard line. And then Rivers hit him for a touchdown later in the game. So he could have even had a bigger game. I think he ended up with like 80 yards and a touch. So it could have been a bigger game in Every Texans fan knows what T.Y. Hilton typically does. And guess what? No Bradley Roby today. So I like Pittman and I like T.Y. Hilton as flex options. I'm not telling you to you know, bench your number one receiver for him, but if you need a flex option, I think there's some upside with T.Y. Hilton. Coming off a season high. It's not yeah. much, but it's something to build off. And then if you need a, a get-right spot. Now, if the Texans revive 
what is T.Y. Hilton, because it's been a corpse. Yeah. His grandma was mad. Remember, she came out and dropped a video saying, baby, I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> if the t- I mean, who else, who else better to revive yourself with other than that Texans secondary? They yep. give up the 10th most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. But what it's going to be hard to figure out is the backfield from the Indianapolis Colts because sometimes it's Hines, sometimes it's Taylor. Last week it was Taylor to what, 26 touches, 114. But we know historically that the Texans' defenses have had trouble against pass-catching backs. Is it a Taylor week? Is it a Hines week? I think both of them are, are good starts this week. I think Hines is more of a flex, and, and Taylor's more of a you know a number two running back for you this week. You're right. I mean, we think it, when James White with the Patriots faces the Texans, he always kills them catching passes out of the backfield. So I think Hines could get loose and – and they're they're bad. They're still bad against the run, Jerry. You know they're they're going to pound the ball. And if Rivers is a little little gimpy on that leg, maybe they don't need to throw it a ton, and they just hand it off for most of the game and get it done that way. That's my only concern with, with T. Y. Hilton this week. I'm pushing him, but there is a concern that maybe they don't need to throw that much. And then to your point, when we always look at the other side of the ball, are the Texans going to be able to score enough points to to force the Colts to open up the offense? Because we don't have Will Fuller going this week. David Johnson's coming back, but the, the running game's been awful all year. I mean, we're just talking about Kiki QT and, and maybe Brandon Cooks. Like, I don't feel great about the Texans scoring a lot of points today. You're going to find out who Kiki is now, yeah. though, for sure. If you've ever wanted to see who he was and if you ever had him tied to O'Brien maybe holding him down or, or whatever the case was, because you saw a lot of healthy scratches at times. This is his moment, if ever. I mean, if he wants to get his stock up, this is his time, but I just don't see it. I believe that he was a big part of that. Uh, didn't he get it pushed up in the depth chart for that playoff game with the Colts that they got the, the, the tragedy that happened? Yeah. You know, that murder scene that happened. I was there, you know, <laughs> thinking that it was going to be that game, but he didn't do anything then. No, and he's a guy that – just bad plays seem to happen around him where, you know, he'll make a catch and then fumble it. You know, something always kind of weird happens with Kiki. And, of course, he's been hurt a lot, too, just like all these other Texans. But I, I just worry about Deshaun today. You know, he only really has Brandon Cooks. And I, I think, uh, you know, the Colts are going to get some players back on defense. So, that, you know, that, that'll also hurt Deshaun. And I don't know if you saw this this week, but, like, Skip and Shannon were, were doing a thing about, you know, how Deshaun Watson is not – He's not seen the perception of him is he's he's better than people think he is and his quarterback coach came out and said that his ability to process information is is at the elite level and the highest in the league and and Skip was saying that like yeah it's Deshaun and Mahomes you know that those are the two best quarterbacks in the league and you know and it's really close and I'm just kind of thinking I think Deshaun he's been playing great lately but I don't I'm not putting him at number two in the league based off of this season. We talked about it on the show. A lot of his numbers come when the game's kind of already out of hand, and he's just you know picking up garbage time in the fourth quarter against prevent defenses. I think it's just it's going to be always hard to judge who he really is, right? Because being here in Houston, I think people want him to be what faster or get there his acceler you know his learning curve to get there faster than what it was. But then at the same time, it feels like he was held back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he was. What if he was in the same spot as Mahomes where he got to sit behind that, that season that Alex Smith 
that last season where Mahomes got to see it, that was a very efficient season for Alex Smith. Yeah. Remember, it was it was his best efficiency-wise yeah. season. That has to do a lot, right? But then again, we have to go with what we know. So we can't sit here and say, what if, what if? Like, Jerry, what if? You know, what yeah. if if I had a, you know, what if I would have had a $250,000 bankroll back then? You know, whatever the case is. Like, whatever the, what if if I, just any, what ifs, it's, we can't do that. It's, this is sports. What if? The Rockets, if Chris Paul wouldn't have pulled his hamstring, yeah, that's a what if. We don't know. What if if they went out and missed 20-something three-pointers in a row? What if? We don't know. So what we got to know is concrete, and and then that's it. What we have now is a guy that he overexceeds expectations many, and, and I'm hearing on the national level because, we you know, we talk about it here. We we keep up with him quite a bit because it's he's here on the home team. But on the national level, they talk about him like, they they want to see him take the next step. They think he's there, but they he he needs a, a supporting cast. But see, they don't. That's the thing about the national media, right? They they can't watch all the games. Yeah, you know, so they just kind of have an idea of what everybody's doing. But us people that live in Houston that watch Deshaun every week, we see the seams. You know, we see the the stuff that's not so pretty because we watch him all the time. And to be fair, I mean, he lost DeAndre Hopkins, right? He gets a. You know, Brandon Cooks comes in. He has to figure out how to play with him. David Johnson gets hurt. O'Brien gets fired. You know, it, it's been a rough year for Deshaun. And, you know, he's putting up big numbers. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when it comes time to win, and a lot of these, especially I'm talking about the first four games of the season, you know, when those winning moments needed to be made against the Chiefs and the Ravens, that it wasn't happening. The offense was stalling out. It wasn't good. And he at least had Fuller then. Yeah, and, and I agree with you as far as it just in moments – that you've you've waited for that in that Bills win, I mean, it took the whole game for them to do something, and people are going to look yeah. back at that run, which yeah, that's what. But it took a lot to get there. You know, it took Hopkins to start dominating Tre'Davious White. He wasn't even open. He was just he was yeah. just getting open. He was being a man child out there. That's what that's what Hopkins had to do for them to even have a shot in that game for Watson to even have to break that tackle and do all. And we know how that story ended. But then. To even again, I don't even mention anybody with Mahomes anymore. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Not even Russ. Like I, I was talking to my friend the other day, and then he was he, he he told me he was like, "You talk like Mahomes is the best quarterback to ever play the game." And, and I thought to myself, I said, I, I stopped myself. I said, "No, man, that's not what I'm saying." I said, "You know what? No, I'll say this now. Like he's going bar any injury, he's just next level." And I don't want to. I mean, when you start saying the best, okay, Brady, he has a lot to catch. He's one. Neutral zone infraction from knocking off Brady, and I'm I'm pretty sure they were going to win that one. You know, think about last year; he was down double digits in every single playoff game, and still came back. You never flinch whenever you're with him. Like you watch those games, and you never once flinch. If he gets beat, he gets beat. But it's just the the where I see Mahomes now is is where where's the ceiling? I'm, I don't even see a ceiling. Like whenever I saw them re-sign him, that Vegas put out a prop and they said. You can bet, and I'm thinking, first off, I don't want Vegas to hold my money for 10 years. But they said, will you win? Will he win over or under two and a half Super Bowls in those 10 years? It's a good number, right? He's already got, <laughs> he's already got one in the bag. So then you got two more. Can he get two more? I'm thinking, yeah. If it wasn't for the whole to hold my money, I'm 10 years later showing up 50-something mm-hmm. years old in Vegas asking about my Mahomes money. Yeah, and in the AFC, he's going to have a lot of opportunities, right? I mean, because Brady's out of the AFC. He's older. I mean, the AFC is not as good as we thought. Lamar Jackson's taking a step back because we hold the bar. We hold the bar right now. We're 
when we say, okay, who, who, who's he chasing then? Is it Brady? Is it some people are going to go back to the Montanas? Okay, mm-hmm. so you're telling me right now on the, on the trajectory that he's at, he's going to smoke him. Like, you think about the, how long it took Peyton Manning to, to throw up that touchdown record. I mean, we saw him regular season after regular season dominate, and then finally he blew it open. And here comes Mahomes and pew, pew, like nothing, young. Yep. Okay, so then just just put that in perspective. This guy, his trajectory is way higher, and I hate to be that guy trying to paint him as the as the greatest ever. But I'm saying at this, and it's maybe he doesn't keep this pace. But look at him; it, uh, we talk about it all the time. If he doesn't get MVP, he's getting the LeBron treatment. We know he's MVP. I mean, look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. You know he's MVP. If they give it to anyone else, it's just because they're thinking, all right, we've already seen this before. Yeah, I mean, he's only lost one game this year. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy. I just don't know, again, what the tiers. Because when we started tiers, we say tier one, Mahomes. Tier two, Wilson. Yeah, Russ. Is it Russ Watson? You know, because for some time people are trying to paint Allen in the few, and I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Let's take Allen step back one. And Rodgers maybe is playing two. out of his mind this year. Rodgers is for sure up there, so it's Russ, mm-hmm. Rodgers. Yeah. I just I think Lamar Jackson's taking a step back. Way. I mean, he might have dropped a few tiers, and I don't want to drop him back too much, but now we know who he is. You know, we 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 had him way up there, maybe in that. Some had him in tier one. Yeah. Goodness. He was MVP last year. Yeah. And where do you have Kyler Murray? And he's starting to take a step back. What's interesting, and I know we got to get to break, they have been blitzing the hell out of him the last three or four weeks. That's what's working with Kyler right now. And with that, you know, that little option where he either gives it or he goes, they're forcing him to give it. They're, they're like, he's not going to beat us running. So we got to see if Kyler and Kingsbury can make some adjustments. And Kingsbury's here. been bad in small game situations. Yeah. He's good. You know, they say outside of the 20s, it's easy. Let's go ahead and fly. But once you have to make those small game situations, those, those decisions, He's been bad. Hopefully we're not bad. we got an hour and a half. We're going to give you picks. We're going to give you fantasy picks. Hopefully you get on the right side of your lineups. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. I'm in love with the coco. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where we're in love with the money. No cocoa, just the money. That's what we do here on Moneyline. 713-780-3776. Shout out to everyone on Twitter. Eddie. Johnny Cashin, we're talking about uh, Trojan. He's Chuck D says he's putting up his Christmas lights right now as he listens to us. I know it's that time of year. Hopefully we make it a little bit more pleasant, put a little bit of that jolly feeling into the air, and that only comes with winning, right? With a little bit of money today, putting up Christmas lights, and then we lose you some money. That's a bad taste in your mouth. It's a bad taste. You know, I had a bad taste from that Steelers game, the Wednesday afternoon game. I jumped in, and I live bet that right after RG3 got hurt, I fired on the Steelers because I got him at minus like seven and a half. 
And so I was like, oh, this is great. Now the Steelers are just going to roll them. And then, of course, I ended up that, that touchdown at the end of the game by the Ravens ended up costing me. And I was so upset because the Steelers had like three different chances to end that game. They had a dropped interception. Um, Claypool dropped. Yeah, Claypool dropped that, that third down. There were several just, uh, I think Deontay Johnson dropped a first down that would have basically ended the game for him after that. So three different times, I was so frustrated screaming at my TV. And then, of course, we saw Mike Tomlin all pissed off after the game saying they missed a lot of opportunities too. But I was so frustrated because I felt like I had an angle, you know, because I think the spread was like 10 and a half before kickoff. And then when I got it down to seven and a half, I was like, oh, man, RG3's out. This is done. And for the most part, I was right. It was one of those typical situations where I was on the right side of it, but I got unlucky. Yeah, and it just happens that way. Sometimes just the dominoes fall that way. Our man Lamont shouts out. He says, uh, I think y'all focus too much on the receivers. What about, you know, the tight ends? And we were talking about that pre-show. Burton, I mean, you have to figure maybe someone gets up there. The Texans allow the third most to the tight end position as far as fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to figure someone's going to get it. And that's why I asked myself who, because if you look at, like, targets last week, although Hilton had his best game, he was, like, fourth in targets. Yeah. Hines had 10. 10. Yep. So when you start saying, so how many targets – how many targets are, are are there to be spread out? How many times is Rivers really going to throw the ball? And then how many of those are split up in between receivers? And then the second tier would be running backs. And then the third would be t- tight ends, I think, because we saw that Hines got 10 last week. T- just Hines himself, 10 targets. So now if that's the case, then you ask yourself, how much is left over for the tight end position? On Burton, they only played 33% of the offensive snaps last week for for. For the Colts, so you're saying he's playing on one third of the snaps, and you're going to risk that? It's a lot of risk. That's what I'm saying. But don't get me wrong; in the DFS world, no one's really going to be playing Burton because there's not that much opportunity. Can he pay off? Yeah, we've seen the Texans get hit up all the time with two touchdowns to a random tight end or a bunch of receptions to the running back. Some Heinz could. A lot of people might be on that, or no one's going to be on Hilton because he's been putting up duds. Exactly, and th- and that's. There's a reason nobody's on him, too. He hasn't been very good until he had a good game last week. Sometimes you just go by a way a certain player plays against a certain team. You know this. If, as you follow your favorite sports teams, you know for some reason this player always kills us. You know, some guys just play well against other teams. I'm hoping that happens today with T.Y. Hilton. It's happened. It's been a trend in the past. We'll see if it continues this year. He does have a different quarterback, but... I mean, T.Y. Hilton ripped apart the Texans with a lot of different quarterbacks over the years. T.Y. Hilton shows up with that mask again like he did that yeah. one time, and they take it off. They're like, come on, bro. You, you've had one week. You've had one like, week. Like, let's get this right. They take it off of him. But that's what we have. I'm, I'm not putting anything past them to the, for them to revive the corpse that is T.Y. Hilton. Let's get right over to the HRP listener line. We have our man, Steven. He has a stardom cinema question. What's going on, Steven? Hey, guys. I got a question. I got, I got a Wednesday first place in our league, so I'm deciding, trying to decide between starting Kyler Murray or Justin Herbert. Man, I think I'd, I'd go with Herbert this week. I, I know Kyler's been great, but the last few games, he hasn't been as good, 
and it's that shoulder that he's dealing with. And he's he has the worst possible matchups. I think over the entire season, the Rams give up the least amount of points to quarterbacks. Yeah. So literally. Yeah. So I mean, the, the matchup couldn't get much worse. And and Herbert going against New England, I, I just don't fear them as much as I used to. So I, I think I'd go with Herbert there. It probably depends too if it's a a four point or a six point passing touchdown league. That might be something to consider. But I, I still think either way, I, I go with Herbert. That's such a tough predicament he's yeah. in because like how you broke it down. Okay, so then what, Hopkins, but then you got Ramsey on the other side, so then where is he going to – he's going to have to look for other guys. Not to say that Ramsey's just going to – but Ramsey's allowed – and I'm going to give you the stat. He's allowed one touchdown from the Rams. Like, I'm talking about like over a 20-game sample. <laughs> one, whenever you throw his way. So where where do the points come from? Because I'm going to give you another that, – that's one of the games I'm going to break down on, on Money on My Mind. Um, that particular game, for whatever reason – the Kingsbury McVeigh matchup, it's been it's been favorable to the Rams heavily, and it's been single digit scores for the for the Cardinals three times out of the last five. Three. So I don't know if there's something to that. I don't we're gonna see, but listen at eleven. Um you have a hard predicament, but then on the other side, I know that Bilicek is twenty and five against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. So, but we know is there any bigger coaching discrepancy than Lynn versus Bilicek? Man, it, well, it, I guess O'Brien's not working anymore, so no. You were talking earlier about how, you know, we know our teams because we see them or, like, we know Watson because yeah. we see him. You know that the Chargers faithful has been on to Lynn for a while. We've been seeing it and talking about it from the outside quite a bit, but then imagine them. They're thinking how we were with yeah. O'Brien. Like, thank you. Somebody's finally seeing it because what he did on that goal line last week was criminal. He's done the very like what three or four games at the in the final minute or two he's cost him the game do they have to feel like man he's gonna hold down justin herbert's ceiling we got to get rid of him quick how maybe o'brien was holding down watson because herbert's got a i mean what's his projection right now uh, where do you you know what tier and i'm not gonna even throw him in one two three or, or one two or for sure not maybe t- trying to climb to three from that four to three because he's so young but how when do we start throwing him? Because the kid can play. Oh, man, he's you couldn't have asked for more out of him this early. He looks fantastic. So you, you, you just got to ride it. And for fantasy, man, when guys are playing well, you know, just ride, you know, start him until they give you a reason not to start him anymore. And, and Herbert, he, he looks like the real deal, man. It looks like the, I bet you a lot of, you know, Dolphins fans are kind of like, huh. I might rather have Herbert, you know? They, they, they're thinking that. He looks oh, great. I mean, it's 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 in question, yeah. at least that. It's going to make you wonder. Now, somebody that didn't make you wonder, let's get into that Chargers game. Austin Eckler. Ooh. If there was any wondering, would there be a limit on his touches? Not one bit. He came out. He was in the millionaire lineup on DraftKings. If you, if you, if you rostered him, if you took that gamble, it paid off. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Is that what you expected from him? What do you expect out of that backfield now? Because you still have a, a couple of mouths that were getting fed, and then all of a sudden now that he's back in the picture, I'm not sure that you can feel confident about anybody else there. No, you're starting you know, Eckler every week now, just like you should. He was a first-round pick in most leagues. And Herbert, you're starting him every week. Keenan Allen's been unbelievable, and you probably don't have a better tight end than Hunter Henry. So you don't have to think that out too much. What I really did like, though, Jerry, was seeing that Herbert immediately just fed the ball to Eckler. You know, it'd be, what do you have, 10 or 11 catches, something like that? So we saw immediately, like, oh, Herbert's not afraid to check down to the running back. That's a good sign. 
a career high 25 touches. We're not talking oh. about season high. We're talking about career high. If there was ever a question about the workload he was going to get, they came out there and said, okay, well, here's a career high 25 touches for little Austin Eckler. Have that it. I think we see a little bit more of that. How does this – what's the game script here? Do you think it's going to be a lower-scoring game? Do you think it's a methodical moving game? Because we know that if the if the Patriots can move the ball and keep your offense off the field and move it and, you know, they start hiking the ball with ten inside 10 seconds left pretty much and, and then they start getting those five, six-yard gains and move the chains – move the chains. Do you think it's one of those games or do you think it's one of those games where Herbert starts dicing them and Cam's going to have to start trying to run and, and using his arm, which that doesn't really play out right for New England? No, I think I think they're going to score some points. The, the total's at 47. It's actually gone down a couple points, but the game's in L.A., so you got to think the weather's going to be decent. I haven't checked. I don't know if it's one of those rare days where it's going to rain in L.A., but I doubt it. So, you know, a total of 47... I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. I really do. And the reason I ask that, okay, because they allow the Chargers allow 4.8 yards per carry, right? And and we know that that's what the Patriots are going to try to do when they can to to move the chains. Then they allow the eleventh or or the second most eleven plays of 20 plus yards on the ground. So then I'm thinking, whenever you even if you get the Patriots in in a you, they run on first, and now they're in, in a second and long. They still will run them, their way out of this. I got a feeling that clock is going to be ticking and ticking and ticking. And then I ask myself, whenever you back it up on the other end, how are the Patriots going to approach this? Because we always know the Belichick formula, take away their best attribute. So what does he? What do you think that Belichick views as the Chargers' best attribute on offense? It's either Eckler or Keenan Allen. You know, it's one of those two guys, but – Keenan Allen plays in the slot so much. I don't know if they have anybody that can stop him. No, he's at least 50% in the slot, so he moves there. Gilmore won't chase him there. Yeah, so you got to think Keenan Allen's going to have another big game. I, I just, I'm just i rolling with the Chargers, man. They, they look good. Of course, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots. They can jump up and win a big game you know, like they did against the Ravens, or they can just look awful. You know, it, it's it's different every week. We're one half away, though. Remember, we were making jokes about the Tankathon Patriots Jets going into that second half talking about which team wanted to tank worse. Now all of a sudden people were trying to paint the 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 Patriots into a, a playoff run. You see how quickly things change in this one half of football. Think back at that primetime game when everybody was joking the Jets jumped off sides on purpose and it's like what what is going on out here and everyone said well, now the Patriots don't want to win this game either and all of a sudden they're saying well, things are looking bright in New England somewhat. And I think that new wild card is it's expanded teams' options to to play later in the year and still have a chance at making the playoffs. And when you talk about chances, I like to take my chances at my bookie, guys. That is where I like to bet. That is where when I run a roll the dice, I go to mybookie.ag. You start your account there. If you put in promo code radio, they will double your deposit. Guys, it's already, what, week 13? So far into the season, and they're still matching your deposit at my bookie. So, Get in on the action. You know, deposit a hundred bucks. They'll give you a hundred dollars. Then you have two hundred dollar bankroll. You can follow all of Jerry's picks on Twitter. You can follow all the picks we give on the show, all the player props. My bookie is the best place to do it because when you win, they actually pay you guys. That's kind of a big deal, right? You bet, you win, they pay. That's what's so great about my bookie. And they have everything. NBA's about to get started up. You can bet on whatever you like at my bookie, guys. So get over there, mybookie.ag, promo code radio. Get your account started, guys. It's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. It's my bookie. 
To call into the HRNP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's Sunday morning. It's Moneyline. 713-780-3776. Josh Jordan, it's Dell, and it's Jerry Bowe. Let's get to a few questions off of Twitch. Go ahead and shoot out any of your fantasy questions, gambling questions. We'll try to get to it all here. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975. Eckler, Jones, or Hunt? Oh, man. That, that, that's a good – is, is it just one? Or He didn't say one or – th- I mean, what kind of – I mean, this man is rich. I mean, for me, Eckler is the top guy right there. Ridley or Deontay Johnson, half-point PPR? I would go Ridley. My man right here, and we spoke about this to the Twitch. He says he has a dilemma of Carr or Mayfield every week. Man, don't let ever Carr – they throw the ball. That's what they do. And then their defense is terrible. Always think about game scripts. So that's what always holds back the Raiders is that they're going to have to outscore you. With Mayfield, they don't want to even get in that uh, I mean, choice of saying, can we? do we let Mayfield rip it? They want to run it down your throat. They got two running backs that – each can touch the ball 15, 20 times. They want to have that backfield to get 30, 35 carries combined, touches, however they can get it, and let Mayfield. He hasn't thrown over 30 passes since week five. Uh, so that just goes to tell you everything they want him to be. What have they been win- doing? Winning. Yeah, winning by running the ball. And with Chubb and Hunt, it's been amazing. Chubb gets like 100 yards and a touchdown, it seems like, every week. And I know Derek Carr was terrible last week. But they're going to have to throw the ball. I know Aguilar was on the injury report this week. He's a little banged up. But I, I still, he's playing the Jets, man. You know, at the end of the day, go ahead and roll with Carr. He's playing the Jets. How about the Texans tight ends? That's what um, our man Lamont says. I was meaning the Texans tight ends. Do you trust any of them today? Do they get more action now that there's more? I mean, Fuller was getting his, so someone's going to get that. But then you know that Fuller was getting his is it more of a downfield guy. That's what's interesting, right? I think Jordan Akins is probably the best of the bunch if you're going to roll the dice. But, but it's, you know, Fells has kind of fallen off the face of the earth lately. You know, he's just kind of gone away. So, I mean, I get his question because those targets have to go somewhere, right, with Fuller being gone. So, you know, maybe you can roll the dice on Akins. He's kind of a, a borderline starter this week. And just something to tag along with Watson without Fuller. 1.52 yards fewer per pass attempt, 4.1 fewer fantasy points per game without Fuller. Just something to keep in mind. And then also, only three of the 11 quarterbacks that the Colts have faced have been top 12 quarterbacks, QB1s. That's, so, but don't get me wrong, he's matchup proof. We know that Watson is matchup proof, just like Rodgers against the Bears. You saw where he'll go out there. Yeah. But with limited... We're about to see who he really is. Not who he really is, who he really is without Fuller in a defense that can play zone and scheme him, a defense that sees him multiple times per year. It's not like this defense doesn't see Watson. A lot of people have been leaning to the over. Do you have any read on that? Do you think that it's it's a high-scoring game, or do you think that 
at one point or another, the Colts try to limit what Rivers has to do downfield and maybe lean on the run game that they know will have success, a run game that knows that they could put up yards in abundance, and then let's get out of here. That's definitely – you can see the game play out both ways, right? Because they are going to try and protect Rivers if they can. But the Texans have been scoring points. You know, Deshaun has been really good as of late. But your your point is so right with the Wolf Fuller thing. Deshaun has historically been a different quarterback without Fuller on the field. And I think we're going to see that this week. You talk about the total. The total's at 50 and a half. I mean, I mean that, that feels about right to me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it hit the over. But I just worry about the Texans' offense today. You know, with Brandon Cooks, that's really the only guy they have to focus on, and their running game is just non-existent. So that that has me concerned. I, I like the Colts to cover here. The last three games between these two head-to-head, average score, 22 Colts, 16 Texans. So um, not to say that that has anything to play into this one, but if you look at them, it's 17, 20, 30 to 23. That one went over 21-7. If we start going back a little bit more, in that fourth one, I gave you a three-game sample. It was 24-21, so that was an under. Then they had that shootout 34-37 back in September of 2018. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking that Deshaun's going to struggle, I think, early. And I'm pretty sure he'll do like he usually does. In the third or fourth quarter, he'll make the game tight. He'll make some big plays. But I just I don't know if it's going to be enough. And what we saw Deshaun do last week, I mean, against the Lions, A, they had Fuller, and B, it's the Lions. They are, they are terrible. You know, and then the Patriots, you know, that was a decent performance, I guess, but it's not like the Patriots are what they used to be. So I, I just feel like the, the level of competition is getting a little better this week. Let me give you another stat that might say you uh, hit you over the head like, what? Houston's 0-7-1 against the spread in the last eight games at home against Indianapolis. Ooh, so, I feel better about my bet now. <laughs> yeah, they haven't covered out of the last eight scenarios at home. They haven't covered once. They got one push. They got out. And, they made it out alive one time. It just I've been wrong on every Texans game I've bet this week or this year. You, you, I mean, so full disclosure, don't listen to me. I've been wrong uh, for them, against them. So I'm staying away, but everything leads you to believe that the Colts should do something. Do you believe that the Colts today, Dale? Do you think that, that this is somewhere where you pick that spot? There's a theory, and it's not really a, a big theory on, on the bench, but it's and John always throws it out there. When you play terribly one week, um, particularly if you're a, at least an average team, you play better the next week, and the Colts – Colts are in desperation mode. They look out at the landscape and they look out. I said landscape twice today. I don't know what that's about. Um, you look at you racist because I'm Hispanic. He's looking at me. Um, I didn't say I, if I would have added the the er at the end. Sure, I'm, then I'm looking directly at you. <laughs> um, and I don't even use the word landscaper. That that dude just cuts my grass. That's all I say. Um, no, but the Colts have to win. You look at the schedule. They they know the the Dolphins have the Bengals at home. And do they want to fall a full game behind the pack? I like the I like the Colts here. You know, we talked about it on the bench. The only thing that gives me pause is how good Deshaun has been. But at some point, the lack of weapons you don't overcome. And I don't. The Texans can't replicate what the Titans did to the Colts last week. They're not going to run the ball down their throat. That's not who they are. We know. Even with David Johnson coming back, and I say that jokingly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I like I like the Colts in this spot, particularly because 
they can't fall to seven and five. Not the not the way the playoff picture is right now. And, and the Colts get DeForest Buckner back this week that's to, to wreak havoc, you know, in the middle of that defensive line. And that's where the Texans' offensive line struggles is in the middle. What so, unit do the Texans, whenever you handicap a game, you say, okay, check mark here, check mark on this side. What check mark goes to the Texans as far as you? I mean, from all the way up to down, from coaching to to, to even receiving now, uh, running backs, uh, lines. It's really only quarterback, I think, where you take that's the it. Texans. Yeah, but then that's what holds. I think that linebacker. You know what I mean? That's the only thing holding this line in place. There's one check on the side, mm-hmm. but then that's that check that you also told yourself whenever the Texans were playing the Bills in that playoff matchup, and you told yourself every check pretty much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hopkins was on the team, but that Bills team was 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 stout. Yep. No, and, and we talked about it a lot. Deshaun was only really good in one quarter of that game. Luckily, it was enough to win the game, but also they had that – you know, the, the, the touchback where the guy just threw the ball to the referee and, and they called it a touchdown because he didn't, you know, call for it. Dang, and, I forgot about and then, that. And remember that they overturned it. But remember, they were already up by a ton. If that touchdown would have counted, it would have been done. You remember Allen running down and pitching it? Yeah. <laughs> he pulled the Reggie Bush right there. Yeah, that game seems like it was another lifetime ago. But guess this. It's money on my mind. It's Let's Get Flexy. It's your favorite segments coming up next. It's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. SPPN 97.5.